0: Hello and welcome to the Fabulous by Design podcast. I'm your host Evie. I am excited you are listening today. This show inspires and empowers you to take the next step towards a life you can't stop thinking about. I am bringing in people from all over the world with authentic and inspiring stories. People who changed their lives from good to better, from miserable to great, turned strategy into hope and became successful entrepreneurs and business owners, living their dream life on their own terms. Grab your favorite note taking device, lean back and get inspired. I believe that everything you need to create the life of your dreams is already within you. Another Wednesday and another fabulous conversation. Today, I have the honor of speaking to Jennifer McCormack. I'm connecting all the way to Australia. Jennifer is a business hypnotherapist and kinesiologist. She helps women all over the globe scale their business by taking their minds and energy to the next level. I am excited to have you here today, Jennifer. Please introduce yourself to our audience and give us a little bit of an idea about your background story.
1: Thanks, Savannah, for having me here. So about me so yes I am a business hypnotherapist and kinesiologist but this is definitely not where I started this business um, and definitely not where I started even working. So in my early 20s I had my dream job. Um, Ever since I was at school I wanted to be a fashion designer and that's exactly where I started to go. I studied at uni. I had the most amazing career. Yes, we used to travel the world. We used to fly business class. We used to design beautiful outfits. I main, mainly worked a lot in children's wear. So, and I love children's wear because it's, you get to get so creative um, with designing and I actually loved it. My first job out of uni- university was my ideal job I always wanted to do sportswear and I got my first job working for New Balance as their design assistant and I'm like tick 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 all the boxes are happening I've been a master manifester ever since I was very little so that getting what I wanted was not something that was old for me like it's it's something that I've always been very good at mm-hmm. so Jennifer, I, I have to interrupt you here shortly. First of yeah. all, I do
0: relate to the kids' clothing thing. I, I think that kids' clothing is totally cute. And whenever I get, go in a store, I don't have children myself, yet I would look at it and I would I would admire children's clothes. I and know. <laughs> you said you manifested this job. You exactly got what you wanted. And yeah. this was right after you left university. How familiar have you been with manifestation at that time and did you know that you know that you are doing that or was it just a normal thing to get what you wanted?
1: A little bit of both. Like when I look at how I look at manifestation now, I definitely know it in depth. Mm-hmm. I know like the millions of tools that I can use to help me manifest, the way I need to shift my mind. But when you're young, you think anything is possible. Well, I thought anything was possible. Um, Yes, I had my limitations, but the way that I learned to manifest as a kid, and I might have been maybe 15, 16 at this stage. And I was told just if you want the dress, picture yourself in the dress, know the color, the fabric move around in your mind in the dress watch how the fabric swirls and i think this is why i got so much into fashion because that was the pinnacle of my manifestation all the time was don't ask me why but it's a green taffeta ugliest dress that's in my mind thank god i never technically manifested that dress <laughs> but it was the the full body sensory experience that i learned to do so all the way through university Every project I did was sportswear. Every print that we created was a, a sporty type of print. Every fabric that I investigated was a sports kind of fabric, whether it was a lycra or fleece or whatever it was. So I really submerged myself in this world. My clothes that I would wear on the weekend, was very sport or surf orientated. So it was very much an all-conversing part of my world. So this is the thing. It's like when that job came across the desk of the receptionist at my university, she looked at it and went, "Oh well, I've only known one person that would suit that to a tea. And she just slid it to me. And I'm like, oh, my God, yes. That's all I <laughs> wanted. Yes, at that time I actually didn't want the Nikes. I didn't want the Adidas. Um, I had a very big push against Nike and I think at that time it was like the late 1990s, early 2000s. There was that big thing around Nike and um, their exploitation in China and things like that. Mm-hmm. Like, no, I don't want that. I want a really wholesome company to work for. And I didn't know much about New Balance besides they were a global brand. And the more I looked into them, the interviews that I went for, I went, I really liked the philosophy behind these people. Because at that time, in the early 2000s, New Balance did not use high-profile athletes to promote their products. And I was so intrigued by that philosophy. I'm like, I really like this. So it kind of all aligned for me. Um and then it wasn't until I remember one day I was driving home from New Balance and I had a car accident. And it was a quite a bad car accident and I sprained my spine. Mm-hmm. So I had to take, oh, God, I can't even remember. might have been two or three weeks off work. And in this time I was talking to my naturopath and he goes to me, go and see this woman. I think she can help you. She's a kinesiologist. And at this time I'm like, a kinesi Who? I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking about, but I trusted him. So I went along and I went, my naturopath sent me. He said you might be able to help me. This is my problem. And she's like, yep, 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 so confident. And I'm like, she seems to know what she's doing. But yeah, where did I end up here? (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) So I jump on the table, Ivana, I reckon an hour later. I had zero pain, Mm -hmm. nothing. So you were suffering from chronic or let's say
0: after the accident, you had constant pain until the moment you hit that table,
1: right? Until Mm -hmm. the moment I hit, well, until I got off that table and I'm like, what did you do? Like Mm -hmm. this is amazing. So ever since then, I used kinesiology definitely for pain relief, but a lot to help me through my corporate career you know one wouldn't think how heavy energetically designing is but it's a very consuming industry mm-hmm. it, it was very challenging very competitive and she helped me through all of that so I would see her once a week oh, not sorry once a month at some times and I remember one day she said to me you know you could do this and my response was why would I want to I'm in my dream job so fast forward when I had children um my whole philosophy around things started to change I started to really look into health and wellness what we were eating how our bodies reacted and at a similar time I was diagnosed with fructose malabsorption and this is in this moment, like I had nobody, I had no real person in my field to teach me about gut health, to teach me about healing and all that sort of stuff, besides my kinesiologist, and we'd never really touched on that sort of stuff before. And I saw a dietitian, and, and she was telling me all the things that I could and couldn't eat. And she's like, You can't eat mangoes. Now, I'm a girl from a tropical area. And when she said that, and I'm like, oh, my God, like my world has ended. I can't eat mangoes. And she said to me, Ivana, you can sprinkle glucose powder on it so digest properly. And I looked at her and technically I knew what she was saying, but I'm like, you want me to sprinkle sugar on my 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 fruit? And that just did not make sense to me. So doing a lot of investigation around that, I thought to myself, if I am not born this way, I've got to be able to fix it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So that's what put me down the rabbit hole of other things. And it wasn't until I my second child was born and I went, something needs to change here. Design is too stressful for me. And I'm like, this is this is me in my um while I'm still breastfeeding. Let's go back to school. <laughs> because a mother of two young children still breastfeeding needs to go and learn right we've got the time for that
0: so that's exactly yeah, what it why is. not some people would say blame the hormones other would say you know <laughs> jennifer is just so ambitious <laughs> god knows but you know sometimes these ideas come in the most unexpected moments so yes. i was for myself i was sitting it was during the Pandemic, where I already had some, you know, some stuff going on in my head, uh, because I was thinking on how to tra- transition from health to business, from offline yeah. to online, and nothing made sense to me. Because in my small world, I had a feeling that I discovered the online world. Just that this is something new. Where later, when I connected to people, I was like, oh my god, this online thing, like you know, running online businesses, is a very old you know, Mm. business module as well, or a way to run your uh, business. And it hit me during the pandemic where I was actually still so focused on keeping my old job that I had in between. And I was sitting, I was knitting, right? Because I didn't know what to do with my life. Everything was boring. You know, we just, a lot of people, I think, discovered a lot of uh, old hobbies during the pandemic. And it just hit me, you know, I was like, Okay, I need to do this now. It, everything started making sense, but it was definitely the wrong time because I was still, you know, in a job where right? I didn't know whether I will keep it, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So sometimes those ideas don't come in a fitting moment, and they seem to be sometimes like an obstacle. Do you agree? Like in your case, it was like I just have two little children. I'm still breastfeeding, but I do feel like going to school. So yes. did you? Like, refuse? Did you think, like, Jennifer, you're totally crazy or did you just go to school?
1: No, I just did it. I didn't think I was crazy. I thought, yeah, I'll just do it. I didn't think about it. (laughs) I think if I sat and actually thought about the logistics of it, I would have gone, you're absolutely crazy. It wasn't too, the schedule wasn't too intense. So there was a lot of home study and then going into class, I think it was maybe once a month for two days in a row. Mm -hmm. Like okay, so you managed. yeah
0: so would you say that actually the accident got you think of making that transition or was it having a family and make you a transition and leaving the fashion industry
1: um it was definitely having a family mm-hmm. because every time like after breastfeeding it was like okay, what am I going to feed my children? Mm -hmm. And I started to think about some of the stuff that we used to consume. And we weren't a very unhealthy family, but we weren't as good as what I wanted. And I wanted to give my kids like the best stuff, right? Like I wanted to give them the cleanest food, the best water I could find. So, and it really made me think like that's when I stopped wearing perfume because, you know, breastfeeding, I didn't want that intense smell on me. And then so I haven't actually worn perfume ever since. And looking at the hormone disruptors in perfume and things like that, I just haven't brought it back into my life. So my kids really helped open my awareness and my consciousness to what am I consuming? What am I bringing in product wise, food wise, water wise, but also what kind of environment am I bringing them up in? You know, is it is it a peaceful environment? Is it one of collaboration, is it one where, you know, it's they fit into my world, mm-hmm. right? So it really made me question everything that I was doing having children. And there's one thing I wanted to do, and this only happened to me after I had kids. It was definitely not my thought pattern before. It was I want to be there for my kids. Like
0: mm-hmm. you wanted to create the space and the time to be a less stressed mom, getting up early, running to the kindergarten, running to work. That I could do. Mm
1: -hmm. That I did really well for a few years. But then I noticed like I had a nanny that was looking after my kids. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I want to do that. I want to be in a position where I can do school pickup, where I can do school drop off, where I've got the flexibility. My Mm -hmm. husband at the time, with hospitality as well so his weekends are not hospitality weekends are not saturday sunday they're sunday monday mm-hmm. right or monday tuesday depending so i never saw my husband my kids i wouldn't see them much during the week and i'm like this is not the family environment that i want to bring up so for me starting a second business was a roadmap to my ideal life Mm
0: -hmm.
1: because at the beginning it's certainly hectic you have you know your part-time job you've got your business that you're trying to build plus you've got children it's certainly no, no glamorous life there but when you know at the end of it like where I am now is where I've always wanted to be is that my husband owns his home business I own my home business I work from home I can do school pickup. I can do school drop off. When one of them's sick, I can go and pick them up and put them on the couch and I can still do my clients. And everything's exactly the way I want it. We go on three, four, sometimes five, you know, holidays a year. And I just bring my laptop with me and work with clients wherever I am if I want to. Or I can blank out my calendar. There's a choice. Mm -hmm. But it's the roadmap to that destination. Which we have to endure, and part of this, when I work with, you know, more um, more startup based clients, is how do I how do you need to look at your part time job in a positive light, where it adds to the push of your business. I like because we hear yeah we hear so often, you know, I, I, my my golden hours are wasted in a job, like I don't like what I do, I can see myself, you know, it's not where I want to be, like all these things that are pushing against our part-time job, right, or our full-time job. But I like to look at it as in your job is allowing you to make mistakes with no personal, you know, backfiring. Mm -hmm. It enables you to bring in a stable salary because the last thing you want is to create pressure on a brand-new business to financially provide for yourself and your family in, yeah. the, in the fundamental basics of life. So if you can have a part-time job that does that and gives you the creativity, the flexibility, the momentum that can happen, the flow in your business, you will build your business so much quicker. Mm-hmm.
0: I do agree because the moment I've been there too, the moment we act from a space of scarcity, right? Like something that we totally would want to happen quickly, not because we want it, because our wants are something that we don't even dare to express sometimes, just more acting Mm -hmm. from a space of need. I need to make quick money, whether this is because you really need it, right, or because you need to prove to somebody that you are able to do it quickly, right, I totally relate and align with what you are saying, that this is a bad, bad space to be, and once we get ourselves into this spiral, the world or our small world starts crumbling. And this is where we start also doubting our business because nothing goes quick enough. It feels ugly within you. If the place gets darker and darker and you start feeling lonelier and lonelier, having the impression that you have to work even harder and even quicker to eventually prove the world that you can. And I think from there, not much happens. And I think this is where then... Your part starts, right? You are helping people to align themselves, like energetically, to their space, mm. right? How 100%. how does that go?
1: Well, I started kinesiology, working with people with gut health issues. So it was at a time I launched my business at a time where gluten intolerance was at you know it was a buzzword. Mm-hmm. It was fancy gluten. Yeah. In- it, it was fancy. Everyone was catching onto it. The whole lot of gluten-free products were starting to come out into the market. So that was my angle for my business. It's like, yep, let's grab the, the biggest thing of the moment. Um, I know I can work with it really well. And that's what I started with. Now, it was one day when another kinesiologist came in for some gut health issues, and we were working on that. And what we started to notice was the more worked on her gut health her business started to shift Mm -hmm. and i'm like we were both like this is really interesting let's do some testing here and we said where are you currently at now with how many clients you have in and she's like "Mm, i'm about eight eight to ten a week i'm like okay where do you want to be she's like i'd love to be at 12 i'm like all right with kinesiology you set a goal right? You give the body a goal and what it wants to achieve. And then you raise the vibration of the body to align to that goal. And when the alignment happened, time collapses and the manifestation occurs, right? So we go, okay, body, we want to bring in 12 clients a week. We did the balance. Next time I saw the 12 clients were in consistently. So this is when I went, I want to test this even further. Mm -hmm. so I put out my first package my first ever package was four sessions for $400 one a week for a month and I got this business coach and so she came with all the strategy she knew her stuff like I certainly wasn't a like a technical strategic coach but I could do the alignment work so she was at a real low point in her business she was having to borrow money from friends So she was her business was not making money at this point. So I asked her, okay, what's your goal? She has $10,000 for the month. And I'm like, oh, my God, how the hell are we going to do this? Like this is like my second business client sort of thing or my first official. And I'm like, just zip your lips, trust the process, see what happens. So things we had to work on was her belief around business, and that came from her parents and how her parents perceived business as a risky thing to do. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's really aligning that energy there. It was look at how am I setting myself up mentally and physically for success? What are you doing in your daily routines that are helping you and what are hindering you? Right. And then we also had a look at all these different emotions that are blocking her, whether that's a fear of success, whether that's the need for support, all these sort of things which constantly come up with women in business, especially around support or feeling supported. So we did our four sessions. In the fourth sessions, I said to her, how did you go for the month? (laughs) Really nervous, right? (laughs) Like, please, please tell me you got somewhere. $9,997. I'm like, oh, my God, thank God like so good so i'm like i know this works. so ever since then that is what i've been doing and i brought on hypnotherapy a couple of years ago um because a lot of us are stuck in our cognitive mind so kinesiology works from the energetics up that works from the energy to the cells to the body to the mind where hypnotherapy works the other way around we get into the subconscious mind it gets into the body and the cells and then into the energy so both of them together are a beautiful fit together
0: i i do love that because i do personally not believe in hardship anymore like this is also mm-hmm. what i love teaching that as soon as something becomes difficult and ugly and it doesn't come i'm not saying business is easy we you know we do have i don't know obstacle thoughts things that need to be done whether you like it or not because i know that not all parts of business are fun we all want to especially service providers we want to deliver we want to teach we want to train we want to help where the business side is always a little bit like forgotten or not the most pleasant part however i truly believe that things come can come with ease and this is Mm -hmm where you find the joy, even in the more difficult periods. I think you would agree with me, right?
1: And And I'll I'll give you a really good example here for yourself. I had one client, we did a VIP day a couple of months ago, or actually last month. I take some clients every now and then on a two-day VIP event where it's just them and I for two days. Mm -hmm. And we're purely working on energetic and mindset form. So I had one girl and she's a product-based business owner. So we worked on every a lot of, around money mindset, stepping into a wealth mindset, what is blocking her from bringing in more money. So remembering we're working together for a full day. She doesn't have time to do any social media posts, no work on her business, nothing. Right? So we finished day one and we're walking out to dinner together and she picks up her phone and she's like, Jennifer, I'm like, what's happened? She's like, all these orders have just come in. And I'm like, give me more context here. She's like, I've had a slow month and all of a sudden we have over $1,500 worth of orders just come in while we have been working together. Mm -hmm. Like, great, let's play with the universe, right? If you've got all these orders so far, let's ask by the end of the night for four more. It's like it doesn't matter if it comes or goes. We're not desperate for it. We can just play, right? And so over dinner we're like, hmm, I I wonder what they're going to buy. I wonder where it's going to come from. And this is really important with manifesting. It's like don't stipulate the how or the who or what they're going to purchase. Just leave as much possibility open as possible, right? So the next morning she comes in and I'm like, how many orders did you get overnight? She goes, I got the four. Wow. And then the next day, same thing happened, right? And I think for about three or four days after that, it was just loading, loading, loading on sales like she'd never had before. And she did not change one thing in her business at all. We just worked for two days on opening up to attracting more money into her world.
0: That was it. That's brilliant. I love that. I do have a question to that. But before, I would like to know when you you mentioned, Jennifer, that you had a dream career to go back to the fashion designer job you had. And then through life events, it happened that your path went in a completely different direction than you actually planned on, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: First of all, was it scary for you to make that shift to go? I mean, you said I didn't think even of the logistics, uh, taking this, taking on this education. But then you had to eventually, you know, let go of your secure job, of your as well dream job, and to step into a completely new world. How scary was that? And how did the environment react to your doing?
1: Mm-hmm. It was scary, and my environment didn't act well. I had my dream job to everyone around me it's like you couldn't get any better Mm -hmm.
0: you had the real job right (laughs) you had the real job
1: yeah I had a real job I had a real dream job I traveled the world I earned six figures it was everything that everyone could have wanted Mm -hmm. so why would you give that up like I gave it up because the person that I was becoming in that role was not me I was stepping further and further away from myself was it risky to jump into my business full-time? Hell yes. Hell yes. But I, which you try and do it as strategic as possible. Looking back, I could have done it better and I've learned along, along the way. So I started one day a week. I started with just a Saturday morning, getting clients. And then I worked, went to two days. And then I started doing it Part time. So part time was probably, you know, two to three days plus a weekend. And things in my design job started to go pear shaped. My boss was horrible. And then all of a sudden, she's like, everyone needs to take off all of January. I'm like, it's like just before Christmas. How can you tell people there's no work in January and you're not getting paid? Right. So I turned to my husband and I'm like, I'm so stressed. My anxiety is through the roof. I'm like, what can we do? He goes, just quit. My husband's always like, just quit. We'll figure it out later. (laughs) But what about the money? (laughs) I have got to do I think in this moment, we
0: only see our miserable now, as you said, the anxiety is going yeah. to the roof. Then you have somebody being way too enthusiastic next to you and be like, yeah, hell, just quit. And then in the next moment, you just see yourself sitting under a bridge because I think this is what our brain gives us, right? <laughs> it is the, the now and where you potentially might end up, but nothing yes. in between. And it's uh, quite unrealistic as well. And I think to have a tool mm. ready To be able in this situation to be like, okay, let's be realistic. Is this really, you know, a potential, uh, can this potentially happen that I will be sitting under the bridge? Like, no, because I've got my husband. Um, If I quit that job, uh, what are going to people think about me? Well, How much do I care about what people think about me? I think it's so important that we have those tools ready to ask ourselves objective questions because our brain is going to lead us into the dark. And I think you felt that yes. at that moment, right.
1: Well, and here's the thing as well, which I find with a lot of early business owners and especially with myself, we're so stuck on what's happening right here right now mm-hmm. that our, I am a master of self-reflection. but in those moments, it disappears, right? There is how do I how do I build my business to become a, a vehicle that can sustain a family? How do I even do business? Because let's face it, kinesiology school learned taught us kinesiology; it didn't teach us business, and it certainly didn't teach us a lot about a business mindset. Mm-hmm. And a business mindset is extremely different from an employee's mindset.
0: Oh yeah, yes,
1: so different. So I think if if I did it again. It would, be, it would look so different. It would look so different. And part of that would be getting a coach, getting a therapist, getting someone like myself or yourself, getting a business strategist a lot earlier on in the business, mm-hmm. a lot earlier on. Um, but I didn't actually know they existed when I started my business. So it was just me and my qualifications. And it's like, come training let's try
0: something here i mean you did great and i'm happy you're here jennifer no doubt uh so if let's say if we would like to if somebody here listening would like to work with you and i think lots of people have this uh, uh you know reaction sometimes when we hear about hypnotherapy kinesiology or anything that is somewhat going into energetics or spirituality if someone wants to work with you do they need to believe in kinesiology? Do they need to believe in hypnotherapy in order to see results?
1: It's a twofold question. No, but they need to be open-minded. Mm-hmm. And I'll give you a clue here. Every now and I'd work with probably 90% women and 10% men. Men come in not knowing very much at all about the energetics so but they're open to listening so when I get them on the table especially when they come in person they'll go to me and I get this more from men than women they go to me when I close my eyes and you work on me I can see color I can feel a tingle down my arm what is that and I'm like that's the energy moving or you hear their stomach rumble and you're like, that's the energy moving. Right. And that's when they start to have their aha moments that something else is at play here. So I don't think you need to be a believer, but you need to be open to the possibilities,
0: open to the experience and to also to lay a bit of trust in your hands or in your work.
1: Yeah. Because really, I am a, I'm, I'm a vessel. It's not about me, right? Even when I work with hypnotherapy, yes, I'm a strategic psychotherapist as well, so I have a lot of background information on how I deliver a hypnotherapy session. But at the end of the day, a lot of it is intuitive. So it's the it's the psychology, it's the intuition, it's what you want to achieve out of it. Because I can't push you to achieve a level 10 if you're ready for a level one. Mm-hmm. So we work at your pace.
0: I love that. Thank you for this elaboration. It it really I think it will help many people to potentially take the first step into getting this kind of help. And dear listener, if you are right now listening and you like what you hear and feel free to reach out to Jennifer. First of all, I will put everything in the show notes so you can easily reach out to her with one click. She is very approachable. Just don't hesitate, do it. And if you think that somebody else would need to hear this, please go ahead and feel free to share this episode with your friends. And I would like to round up our conversation. Unfortunately, every good conversation comes to an end eventually. Jennifer, what do people misunderstand the most about you?
1: This is a really interesting one that I've been pondering for a while. And the reason I was pondering it for a while is because I don't know. And the reason I don't know is and I, um, that it doesn't concern me. Because ah. I understand that there is going to be something in everyone that we meet that we don't fully understand. And I for me, that is the beautiful mystery of life is observing someone without having to understand them.
0: This is so different than many responses I get. This is deep. Mm -hmm. I think I would love to listen back to this. Thank you so much. That's why I love asking this question because it gets a little bit more personal and a little bit more into depth. Anything you would, would you like to, I don't know, um, give us a, a last thought you have or advice before we leave our conversation?
1: I will. I'll leave you with this. If you have a dream or a goal, only you were given that. It wasn't given to me. It wasn't given to the next person. It was given to you, which means you can achieve it. And I extend this out to when we are envious or jealous of others, when we see other people get what we want or a version of it, that is the universe showing you what is possible for you so get excited about your dream in your mind get excited about what the universe shows you in reality because it only comes to you because it's in your vortex it's in your field and your job is how do i bring it into my world That is it.
0: absolutely wonderful thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and your story,
1: your knowledge.
0: I appreciate you,
1: Jennifer. Thank you, Ivana. Great chatting to you today.
0: Hey, do you want to create fantastic reels with unique captions quickly? This script has saved me time and brought back the fun of creating reels. The writing, transcript editing, and recording program automatically detects errors, arms and speech gaps, and much more. I became an affiliate of Descript because it eliminates the sucky part of real and video editing and adds much value to my work as a coach and creator. You can try Descript for free by clicking the link in the show notes and reach out to me if you need help with your first edit.